Today's episode is brought to you by Podgo. Do any of you have podcasts and you guys have been waiting to put advertisements on but you don't know how? Look no further. Podgo is the easiest way for you to monetize your podcast. I've been using Podgo to put literally all of my advertisements on this podcast and it's so easy. They place you on this website and you're able to see all of these different ads available and you can essentially pick the ones that work perfectly with your audience. They give you a flat rate so you always know how much you're getting paid for ads and it really makes the advertising process so, so simple. So if you're wanting to get started at Podgo, you can apply today and become a member and get immediately connected with advertisers that fit your audience. That's podgo.co at p-o-d-g-o dot c-o and make sure if you do add she's going places in the how did you hear about it in the Podgo section of your application. All right, enjoy the episode. listening to the She's Going Places podcast. I'm your host, Taylor, and welcome back to another Wednesday. I am so excited to sit down and chat with y'all this week. Um, I guess some week updates catch you up a little bit about what's going on in my life this past weekend. was super fun. Friday, I got to go see my best friend in her last dance performance ever, and it was beautiful, and she was amazing, so that was super fun. And honestly, this weekend was kind of boring, which was exactly what I needed. I didn't do a whole lot, kind of sat around, kind of did nothing. And honestly, that was a dream scenario for me because these, honestly, this next month is absolute chaos. And so I thought it was good to kind of like sit back, relax, and kind of have a pretty low-key week. I'm looking at my camera roll and there really wasn't a lot going on there. But towards the end, oh, yesterday, uh, on Monday, yeah, Monday, Monday, I think that's what it was. Yeah, yes, Monday. Um, I got to go on a super fun picnic for my friend Emily and like shoot some videos and so that was super fun. That's like my most recent photos and so that gives you some context about what's been going on with me. I honestly, I've been really trying to get better at taking photos because I feel like I forget. Speaking of taking photos, sorry, I wasn't expecting this intro to get super long, but do you guys have dispo? Because I've had dispo for a long time long time and I've literally loved using it for so long and then David just upgraded the app and now it's more like a social media platform and me and all my friends are using the reels and we seriously love it. I actually made a She's Going Places reel and I just never told you guys and so if you want to be on the She's Going Places reel, DM me and I'll add you. But yeah, isn't that super fun? Okay, enough about intros, enough about what's going on with me. Let's hop into this episode. Um, just a little bit of my, obviously you guys saw the title, but a little bit of my heart um, behind what I wanted to do with this week's episode is that I was just like noticing, I don't know, with the podcast episodes I've been doing, like some of them have been super awesome and like fulfilling, but I don't know. I just like, I feel like we haven't had like a real come to Jesus conversation about anything in a while and I thought it was like a good time to like kind of slow down the pace from like these like gimmicky fun episodes and to just like have some serious like hardcore friend talk just about um insecurity and like what that has looked like in my life and as someone who considers herself a really confident person like my experience with insecurity and just being honest with y'all and like just talking about it from like a biblical perspective and so I was really excited to be able to record this for you guys and to just kind of share my heart 
um, for these things. If you guys end up liking this episode or you like these type of episodes, seriously go down below and leave me a review and let me know because I'm still really navigating um, what kind of episodes you guys want and what I should or shouldn't be doing, so definitely let me know. But when, we, when I started researching insecurity and I was like prepping for this podcast, I had this like whole like like thought behind it and I was like, okay before I go in there and I start talking about insecurity and like my struggles like let's like lay a foundation about insecurity because normally if this was me listening to this podcast and I wasn't being self-aware I'd be like oh this episode doesn't apply to me because like I'm not an insecure person but listen to this over 70% of girls age 15 to 17 avoid normal daily activities such as attending like school when they feel bad about their looks 70% of girls. That's crazy. And so to just jump back and like define what low self-esteem is, the research that I did, I don't have the website. <laughs> That's awful. <laughs> um, but this like article that I was reading defines low self-esteem as a thinking disorder in which an individual views him or herself as inadequate, unlovable, or incompetent. Once formed, this negative view permeates every thought, producing faulty assumptions and ongoing self-defeating behavior. I had just never thought about insecurity or low self-esteem being a thinking disorder, but it's so true because once you like have this negative thought about yourself, it basically like plagues that like area in your life for a long time. I mean, like you look at people, like maybe like they like, we're on a health journey, and they gained weight, and then they were losing weight, and they, like, struggled with their weight. Even once they, like, are shredded with six-pack abs, they're like, I don't look good. And it's because that insecurity was formed once that, like, if now we're gonna hop into, like, a biblical world, like, once, like, Satan got in there and really took a stronghold, like, it is, like, nearly impossible to get rid of it. So, there's that to kind of, like, put some like food for thought in your head about being like wow this is like a real legitimate thing because I know I would always like look at like I don't want to even say my feelings but I just remember being like middle school high school and just like being I don't know not giving enough weight to insecurity when it definitely deserves weight okay next statistic seven in ten girls believe that they are not good enough or don't measure up in some way including their looks performance in school and relationships with friends and family members Seven in ten, girl, like, once again, like, that is, that's a huge number of people who just don't think that they're good enough, like, enough. That's crazy. And then last one, teen girls that have a negative view of themselves are four times more likely to take part in activities with boys that they've ended up regretting later. Now, that feels a little off topic, but I saw that statistic and it literally just broke my heart thinking about the fact that when girls have a negative view of themselves, it, like, directly, A, it just bleeds out into every part of your life, but, like, specifically seeing a statistic about how it affects girls' view of, of guys in, like, a dating sense and, like, making physical choices, like, I just, you kind of, like, know that that's a thing, but when you see a statistic like that, four times more likely to do things that they regret, that is crazy, so if there's any boys listening, like, there's weight in these decisions that these girls are making, and so guard their hearts, one. Two, for my ladies, I'm doing all this and saying all these statistics to kind of, like, bring awareness so that maybe you can, like, sit back and, like, reflect on yourself and your own insecurity, because once again, I would have been the first person to say, oh, I'm not insecure. 
but I feel like we're all insecure if we're like all really like digging in and being honest and I'll be the first to say it. I, there's areas in my life that I am 100% insecure about, period. That'll take me a long time to come to terms with or even be able to admit. Um, and so by reading all the statistics, I hope that it like legitimizes insecurity for you to like lay a foundation for what we're going to talk about today. That's a real thing that a lot of people struggle with it, and it's perfectly normal if you do. If no one's told you that, let me be the first to tell you, it is perfectly normal for you to struggle with insecurity. Because, like, I mean, we live in a world now, and I know you've probably heard this a thousand times, but where comparison is at its easiest access that it's ever been. Social media is a literal breeding ground for insecurity. Like, there's just so many avenues for us to be disappointed with our own life or our own, like, whatever. It's just crazy, and it's just every, like, new step in technology. Like, so, like people can't even keep up with how fast we're advancing and, like, how, like, teenage brains are forming and, like, evolving in this, like, new digital age. And so, as a Gen Z myself, like, I can just attest to, like, how crazy this has been. I couldn't imagine being a five-year-old now, and, like, I don't even know what life's gonna look like when they're a teenager, and so it's a really scary thing. Um, and so now you guys are probably thinking, great, Taylor, you just really depressed me for the last <laughs> moment of time. Like, where's the good stuff? You love to give advice. You love to throw in your two cents. You love to help. I'm here, I'm here to help, right? You told me we're gonna we're gonna fight against our insecurity, not just talk about our insecurity, because you know what? My insecurity makes me insecure. And this is a super awkward thing to talk about. But what I found when doing research for this episode, which surprise, I do research for the episodes, um, I was finding like scholarly articles, maybe, or just articles in general. I literally typed in the word, it's just like how to fight back or how to get over insecurity. And y'all, I literally was reading their responses and my heart was breaking. <laughs> and that's probably not what you guys were going to think. You're like, you read a scholarly article and your heart was breaking. When I was reading these, it made me want to record this episode like 20 times more. Because I, all of a sudden, it clicked to me that there are different narratives on how to combat insecurity. And I don't know where you fall on the spectrum of like where you are in your faith or if you're a Christian or if you're not or if you've just stumbled upon this podcast or if you even knew this was like I mean this isn't a Christian podcast at all it's just the way I like to put it out it's a lifestyle podcast about my life and Christ is a huge part of my life so there's that (laughs) but I was dumbfounded by what I found and so I decided to break up today's interview about what the world says about how to solve your insecurity and then what the Bible says about your insecurity. So first we're going to hop into what the world says about insecurity. Um, I found hundreds of articles providing the perfect formulas to like quote unquote fix your insecurity. Which what? Fix it? <laughs> I'm going to fix me? Like I am a problem? No, you're not a problem. One. But there was just like these lists of like steps to take. Like it was like this foolproof 10 bullet point plan for you to not be an insecure person. A, (laughs) that's hilarious that they think that that would like apply (laughs) to everyone because everyone's different. 
That's hilarious. They thought it applied to all different types of insecurity. <laughs> it was just like, it was almost comical for me to read at first as like someone being like, oh my gosh, no, this cannot be what people, like the advice people are getting. But then I realized, no, this really probably, someone just like me probably Googled how to get over my insecurity. And this is the advice they're getting. Okay, so let me read it. I've already like prefaced this in a negative way, which I didn't mean to do. But <laughs> step one, stop saying that you're insecure. <laughs> what? Listen, I am all about like speaking, like speaking things out loud and there's psychology to prove it. Like if you like don't want to be, I guess, I could see where they're going here. Like if you don't want to be an insecure person anymore, then you shouldn't like be saying like bad things about yourself and you should be doing like verbal positive affirmations. Yes. But when it just blatantly says, stop, be stop saying you're insecure. <laughs> An insecure person's not walking around saying they're insecure. <laughs> like, I would have never said I was insecure. And so I just felt like that was worded funny. But one thing I do agree here is definitely the positive affirmations and, like, looking for the good things about yourself or about the situations and, like, finding the good things and verbalizing them and saying them and writing them down. Like, eventually, like, your, your brain is only, like, so, like, limited. Like, you can, like, power through your brain, if that makes sense. It's like, Satan's stronghold in your, once again, I'm tying the Bible in, his stronghold on your insecurity, like, can be overcome, but we'll get into that. I'm sorry, I'm just jumping around, but here are some other steps. Voice your concerns. Talk to a trusted friend. Prioritize your needs. Challenge yourself. Reflect on the good and practice gratitude. Okay, <laughs> sure. Thank you, bullet points. Thank you, psychologists. Prioritize your needs. That's a great thing to do, but it's not easy. And that saying, the three words, prioritize your needs, doesn't show someone how to tangibly prioritize. And I can see they're just being a Google. Another one, how do I prioritize my needs? Like, what does that tangibly look like? And as if someone is really struggling with insecurity, how are they going to even know what they need? How are they going to know what is the truth? Where do they find the truth? What needs do they need to be prioritizing? Where are they going to be filled? None of those are answered here in this article. And it's just talking, like, talk to a trusted friend. Well, what if you don't have good community? And what if that's what you're insecure about? What if you've had, like, past friendship traumas and so you don't trust easily? And the word trusted friend literally makes you want to vomit. That's not super encouraging. This isn't going to help you with your insecurity. Honestly, probably reading that and then evaluating your community is probably making you more insecure if you don't have a good community. Not helpful. Article. Challenge yourself. What is... How? Like, what, what kind of challenge? Like, if I'm insecure about my acne, should I challenge myself to go out in public without any makeup on? I, I mean, I guess I, I could see the benefits of that, and I could see... Or, like... <laughs> I don't know, you're insecure about your ears and then you're going to walk around with your hair in a pony. I guess I could see. And the thing is, I'm adding commentary that, like, I'm actually like, thinking through all these questions. So, yeah, some things I say are going to, like, actually sound like they're going to help. So, I'll give it a premise. Like, yeah, if you are insecure about your ears and you walk around with your hair in a pony and then you realize no one really cares, that's probably going to be a pretty liberating feeling. But I can say that as someone who's not insecure about my ears and being like, yeah, that'd be liberating. The person with their hair in the pony is just going to be thinking everyone's staring at their ears and they're not going to even know if it worked and they're just going to be questioning it and they're just going to be thinking. Now granted, do I think these social, like, this idea of getting over your insecurity, I think some of these 
some of these pieces could get you there. Like, but voice your concerns and like say your insecurities out loud. Yes, like these are all good things if you're able to sit here and like actually analyze them and I'm able to do that from like a third party of someone who's like not in like the deep trenches and I can like take like something that I'm not insecure about and apply all of these things and I'm like yeah that sounds like perfect sense but if if there's a girl out there and someone listening to this who is seriously struggling and wrestling with him or herself about what they're insecure about like I would just look at this bullet pointed list and be overwhelmed and be like okay this isn't for me like this isn't gonna help me like I don't know there's just like a lack of like redemption in in grace here or there's like a lack of empathy or community all of it like I just feel like it's all wrong and it comes down to this idea that all of these things are good on their own merit except for there's there's one problem it's all about you and that might sound like a little twisted or combobulated. Well, it's like, Taylor, well, it's my insecurity. Of course it's about me. But the truth of the matter is, is your insecurity is not about you. <laughs> and and that's probably like a weird thing to wrestle with because we should probably like identify with, no, that insecurity, at least it's mine. <laughs> like at least you have ownership over it. But really what's happening is there's a legitimate war happening at your heart, Okay. And so there's obviously there's two sides here and like Satan is really trying he's taking the things that you doubt about yourself or you're insecure about and then he takes a foothold in them because he's there's an option I mean you look at people like war battles whatever and they look for like a weakness in like a unit or for example you if you just look at it like a war your biggest weakness and it hones in on it and then uses that to attack you and I don't mean this to sound scary and I don't mean this to feel intimidating, but it's like there is a real spiritual warfare happening. And if you're not a believer, I understand how that it sounds legitimately crazy. Hear me out until the end of this episode and then we still have questions. Please slide into my Instagram DMs. But take me out my word for the moment. There's a real spiritual war happening. And so this insecurity, like you are just like a piece in this like whole big thing, you know? And so... Why I say your insecurity is not about you is because, like, you didn't do anything wrong. You didn't do anything to earn that insecurity. You didn't do anything that made you, like, be punished with that insecurity. And also the thing you're insecure about, like, was never meant or designed to be something that you're self-conscious about. If you look at the context, I'm jumping into the Bible, but honestly, it's funny. I make outlines, but it's like, I can't help it because it's like, how do I not talk about the Bible? If you look at the context, we hop to the beginning of the Bible and we look at Genesis 1-1. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth and we're going to look at Garden of Eden and we're going to look at Adam and Eve. Keep track with me here. <laughs> and the Lord created life in perfect, like perfect harmony, basically. And so Adam and Eve lived in the Garden of Eden, which was a perfect place. It had all of their needs. There was nothing. They were literally able to walk around naked. They had no idea. They literally walked on earth with God. They were with each other. It was actual paradise and perfection and so this idea of there being like a skinny that didn't exist pimples like that didn't exist worried about height difference that didn't no there was no context for that there was no level of comparison put there okay like there wasn't 
you couldn't be insecure about money because who cared? You were wearing leaves or not even leaves. You were hanging out with tigers. Like, I don't mean to paint this so casually, but to paint it casually for real, like life was simple. And the Lord never designed it to be this super complex world. And so now if we jump forward into 2021, life right now does not look like that paradise. And there's platforms for people to literally compare themselves with another person. And then for people to hide behind screens and share their feedback on things. There's people all over who are able to edit photos, manipulate photos, get surgery, alter their appearance. And then you have young girls comparing themselves to like a Kylie Jenner who's had all of these enhancements. Like, no, like what the world that we're living in, like the Lord never designed this level of comparison. And there, even if there was more people, like there was never this like innate human thought for there to be like one thing was wrong because if no one's ever told you this, there's nothing wrong with you. Whether you're insecure about it or not, you are made perfectly in the image of God. You are beautiful and perfect and made exactly how the Lord wanted you to be made. So for me, I'm 5'3 on a good day. Was that ideal for me? No. But it's exactly how the Lord decided to make me. When I was little, loved Hannah Montana. So you know what I wanted? Blonde hair. Well, in case you haven't seen a picture of me, I have... The darkest hair ever. Darkest eyebrows, darkest eyes, darkest features. I cannot be Hannah Montana. That's just it. But but the Lord did not want me to be blonde. He made me hairy, Italian, dark hair, dark features, short. <laughs> That's just how he made me. And I'm made perfectly according to the Lord. There's that disclaimer. We'll hop back. We'll hop back into it. But sorry to take a little side road. But in general, it's this idea that with this list of problems or list of ways to fix your problems, like from this article, the problem is, is that it's basically you fix yourself. And the truth is, is you can pretty much do nothing for yourself. Not to be a Debbie Downer really quick, but it's like you cannot climb yourself out of a hole alone. Like you doing things alone or doing things in isolation, that was never how the Lord designed it. You were It was designed for community and you were designed to have a community of people to help build you up and help you through these things. So the fact that all of these bullet points are like, do it yourself, it's just crazy that it's even suggesting that you can do it yourself and you're not designed to, you were never meant to. And so it's a beautiful thing that you have your relationship with the Lord to rely on first, first and foremost, and then the Lord uses community around you to help. So... It's all about you. It's supposed to all be done by you, solved by you, created by you. Like an insecurity that has been bred by isolation in your head, you're supposed to then fix by isolation in your head. No, that just doesn't sound like that works. Anyways, so before we hop into what the Bible says about insecurity to kind of combat this idea, I kind of had hopped into a little bit about like, I am made perfectly in the image of the Lord because I have all of these things. But, and as I've been saying, like, I wouldn't have ever considered myself an insecure person, but while I was reflecting this episode, I was like, okay, what are you insecure about? What have you been insecure about? What's your feeling with insecurity? And I'd be like, oh, insecurity, that sounds like such a huge word. I don't have that. But it's like, well, have you ever not liked how you looked it's like uh yeah don't we all and it's like okay that's insecurity so <laughs> we're here we've we've you know we're admitting all these things this is big growth for an enneagram three guys like i'm just saying like 
we're gonna we're gonna admit some weaknesses here but first start off because I feel like everyone has some form of physical insecurity even if they're literally the most beautiful person on this earth there's something they don't like about themselves so first off skin when I was in like middle school and high school I literally did not have acne it didn't exist I like all my friends hated me for it they were all getting acne I had perfect skin I was like sorry guys <laughs> hate to break it to you guess that passed me as I'm looking in the mirror right now staring at this huge pimple on my lip at the moment so hormones changed senior year of high school and while everyone was climbing out of their acne phase I got in my acne phase I'm not saying this for y'all to feel bad for me but maybe you should feel bad for me because it was awful it was like all of a sudden and I just like didn't at that point then I was like 17 years old and I didn't know how to handle acne like how stupid is that like I like didn't have a proper skincare routine I didn't wash my face I didn't do anything like moisturizing so the whole concept of like how to fix it I was like uh what is literally happening to my skin and I would remember just like covering my face in makeup and like just like face and I at that point I don't even think I really owned face makeup but I was like I need it like I need to cover everything my face is red and blotchy I have pimples I need concealer I need to do this all of this da, da, da. and I just like wouldn't go anywhere without makeup because I was like so insecure about my skin so yeah if you've ever been insecure about your skin me too I mean if we want to talk about physical and like physical appearance one thing that I've noticed lately honestly I've never been insecure about my nose but <laughs> with this TikTok I do like everyone's talking about like oh you get a nose job doing this da, 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 nose job I've just been looking at my nose a lot more and I'm like is my nose big do I have a wide nose and all of a sudden I'm looking at my nose a, th a feature on my face that has literally meant nothing to me my entire life all of a sudden I'm just like paying attention to it and I'll just like scrutinize it like quietly like, I'm looking at my nose right now. I'm like, is it? do I have a cute nose? Do I have an ugly nose? Do I have a big nose? Do I have a wide nose? Like, what's wrong with my nose? Are my nostrils the same shape? Like, is all of a sudden you're like, what is wrong with me? Brown eyes. Don't get me started. All I've wanted my entire life was to have ocean blue eyes. And you know what? I don't have them. <laughs> and I've finally come to terms with the fact that I just have dark eyes. And that is just it. And that's how it's going to have to be. But I think I would literally cry about it in elementary school. Because I was like, this is, like, I just want light eyes. All the pretty girls have light eyes. A, all the pretty girls are blonde, which is what I, because I feel like Disney Channel panned the narrative that, like, the cute girl was always blonde. Does anyone else feel the same way? But at least that's, maybe that was just me being insecure. <laughs> but it was just like, oh my gosh, like, all of the really pretty girls are blonde. And then, like, her friend is brunette. You know what I mean? And so I had, like, just dark features, like, dark eyes, dark hair, dark everything. And so... I just was always insecure about that. Eyebrows. Okay. Now, someone someone listening to this who knows me is like, don't don't even start with me on eyebrows. You have the best eyebrows. Da -da 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 -da. Okay. But can we admit that when I was a child, thick, feathery eyebrows were not a thing. No one wanted them. Everyone wanted those straggly little skinny worms. And I had thick, bushy like eyebrows which now are trendy and now everyone wants the soap brows and now I'm whatever okay I get it my eyebrows are trendy right now I've earned my time first off but I used to be insecure about my eyebrows so much so that I made my mom literally photoshop of, I told her I wanted to shave my eyebrows off and she actually handled it great so calmly she was like okay before we do that like here you girl let's photoshop a picture of you without eyebrows to make sure that you like it and I was like 
thanks mom like you're the best like sure I don't know why like I know I'm gonna like it like my eyebrows are so big she photoshopped that picture and I was like oh my god I was like this is terrible and I was like wait no okay I guess I need eyebrows but honestly I started getting my eyebrows and my lip all of my Italian or Native American or Hispanic girls that are listening to this this one's for you I was just <laughs> this is so weird talking about because now I'm, not that this one the other ones weren't real insecurities but this was something I like struggled with like I'm actually like if you guys don't think I'm sharing real insecurities like girl I cried over this for like all of like elementary middle school and probably some of high school I'm Italian and Native American so what is what am I hairy like just by nature it's literally just genetics but like I grow hair everywhere like my arms were hairier than all of my friends like my face grew hair I grew I had a mustache just guys hello like I would just get like the peach fuzz and the mustache and like I would grow hair I'd have like unibrow I'd have hair everywhere okay so what happened I started getting my eyebrows well not my really my eyebrows my lip wax when I was in like the third grade because someone like an older boy said to me one time that I had a mustache and I went home and cried and like a good mother, I don't want to hear any hate, my mom took me to get my lip wax that day and I've been getting my eyebrows and lip wax ever since. Um, because people just made it sound, made it like the hair part seem like such a big thing and I was just so embarrassed of it. It was like crippling to like have to deal with like any kind of body hair. When body hair is natural, like, you grow body hair for a purpose, I'm pretty sure it's like, it kept you warm or something, I don't know, like, now it's kind of useless, but I started shaving my legs in, like, the fourth grade, because I had really hairy, I had dark hair on my legs, so it was so much more noticeable, like, you just had to deal, but I, it just made me so insecure, when in reality, all my blonde friends were jealous because I got to shave my legs first, then I had no hair, and so, you know, grass is always greener, but I used to really struggle with hair. Fun facts. Freckles. Oh my gosh. Once again, freckles are trendy. Thank God. But I used to have like some freckles and I would just like see like these like light blonde girls who had like perfectly clear skin and there was like nothing on them. And I viewed my freckles as like blemishes. Like I was like, there's like dark spots on my face and I couldn't understand. I was just like, oh, I just don't like them. Now I, I don't really pay attention to my freckles as much anymore. I mostly have them like all over my nose, but that's pretty much the only place where I have them now but I used to have so many freckles and I was like nope like they're awful <laughs> which now everyone's like drawing on fake freckles so it's just funny and the last one I'm gonna hit on <laughs> just for physical appearance we're just scratching the surface here ladies is my height um I used to be so insecure about how short I was when I was in middle school people would literally call me shorty mccordy I just it feels so funny talking about this because like it doesn't it's like not charged now like as I've like dealt with these insecurities like growing up but then like I would go home and just cry about how short I was sob and I know tall girls hate being tall and short girls there's everyone's insecure about something is essentially what I've came to terms with throughout high school and I was just like eh, now I kind of like being short I, I would I would appreciate a couple more inches because funny story I just bought my first pair of Lululemon leggings and I was, you know, going to make the splurge and if you guys know anything about Lululemon, I got the 25 inch aligns. Yay. I put those suckers on and they were so long and bunchy at the bottom that they had to cut off 
four inches off the bottom of these leggings so that they fit me. So now they're like weirdly large at the ankle, but I'm so short that like that's what they had to do. So if that gives you any insight into how short I am, that is a struggle. So if anyone has a, a hack for me about like jeans or leggings being too wide at the ankle because it's supposed to be lower down on like a calf as opposed to an ankle, let me know because I still am really learning that. Anyways, that's all I'm going to scratch on for physical stuff. Um, I'm sure there's more. I know there's more, <laughs> but that was as much as I was going to share today. Um, another insecurity that I'd always struggled with, which I normally wouldn't have defined as an insecurity, but it's just like literally feeling inadequate. Haha, <laughs> <laughs> awkward. Everyone's like, oh my god, me too. Like just feeling inadequate for anything just like made me insecure. Like if I wasn't good enough at something or like if I didn't feel like I added value to something, my idea of being inadequate or like not being good at like a sport. Like I, like for example, I can't play ping pong, random. But if we're at a party and people are like, let's play ping pong, like, I won't do it because of, like, my fear of being, like, of not being good at something and then, like, being inadequate and then people being like, oh, she's not good at that. But it really is an insecurity because it's coming from people then feeling like I don't have value in that area. And so, like, I run from it. And it's like, that's, like, it with literally, I, I mean, every experience. Like, if there's something that I don't think, and that's why I would, like, A, like, work so hard in school because I'm like I have to be the best because I can't be inadequate or I have to work so hard in this theater program because I can't be inadequate and it's just like constant like perpetual feeling of inadequacy and even when on the outside people would probably say I was more than adequate for all of these experiences or like it's not a big deal if you like aren't good at spike ball or something like for me I would just internalize it and it would like ruin me um and I was so insecure about not being good at everything. And who expects someone to be good at everything? But I expected myself to be good at everything. And so the feeling of being inadequate was a huge and honestly still is a huge insecurity for me. And my last insecurity that I'm going to talk about today is relationship experience. Who? Um, I used to be so insecure. Like when I was in like middle school I feel like is a proper time when all of these girls were like having their first kiss or like doing things physically or like had all these boys that like liked them or they, they like, knew things about relationships and they had like been I mean dates are limited and but I mean going even going into high school Hunter you know was my first boyfriend and so I didn't have a like a real boyfriend like long-term boyfriend I had like other like little boyfriends but you know what I mean like a serious long-term relationship until my senior year of high school and so relationship wise I was insecure that I had it because remember I just always thought like I'm supposed to have like three boyfriends in high school and that just wasn't happening for me. And I became insecure because I was like, what's wrong with me? Why does no one want to date me? What am I doing wrong? Like, am I being too picky? Do I have too high standards? Why Why just, Why is this happening? Oh, it must be because of my dark hair. It must be because of the freckles. Or my nose definitely is too big. Or it's because he doesn't like short girls. Whereas then all of a sudden that, my relationship insecurity would tie into my physical insecurity. And then all of a sudden I would just let all of these insecurities fester. And then it ultimately led to this idea of feeling inadequate to date this person. Okay, so I just took every insecurity that I laid out on the table and they all just tie into one and they pile and they build and they fester and I just remember um like a season of life where like there was someone I like a relationship on the table and I just felt like that was probably the most insecure I've ever been in my life was that period of high school of just like 
like there's nothing quite like when you like are like head over heels for someone and they just like disregard you and like every and every account and it's just like the insecurity that breeds that is a breeding ground especially for girls of just like being so insecure and it's because you're looking for validation and you're looking for love and acceptance and all of these like cures to your insecurity in an earthly person a lot of time boys and they were never designed to give you that like satisfaction and they were never designed linked like these boys were never designed or equipped to like to be your validation and they shouldn't be but it's so easy in middle school and high school and even college I'm just college is weird for me because I've just been in a really weird season of life but college of just like assigning your worth with relationships and I was insecure about like not having enough relationship experience and then honestly when I started dating Hunter I was like oh my gosh like I don't know how to do this I don't know how to do this I've never I've never said told someone I loved them like that's embarrassing no it's not it was special that that's the only person I've ever gotten to tell that you know and so over time I've been able to like gain some perspective on that but like all of this is a ground for insecurity and it has just been such a lesson for me that like your insecurities stack and they make me feel way worse. Like did you see how I did that like cycle where all of it just fed into one big thing and you're constantly in your head and out of your head and you're like wrecking yourself from the inside out and it's all of this insecurity. And so I've, I've, I've come here to establish a foundation of like a me too girl. <laughs> I've been there with the insecurity and I hope you guys are able to relate to some of the things that I've been really insecure about and so what you all came for if it wasn't just for someone to be like I hear you it's what does the bible say about insecurity and like how do I actually combat this and so I pulled a couple verses that I just kind of want to go over super quickly so 2 Corinthians 10, 12, it says, Not that we dare to classify or compare ourselves with some of those who are commending themselves, but when they measure themselves by one another and compare themselves with one another, they are without understanding, or in other translations, they are not wise. And so basically what that scripture says and what Paul is writing here is like, and they were talking about um, in the context of churches, but we can apply this to our own lives. It's like when we're comparing ourselves to other people, it's not wise because the Lord never designed us to compare ourselves to one another because once again, you are made perfectly in his image. And so here it's just talking about, it's just like when we start classifying or comparing ourselves or putting ourselves in categories, we're, com we're comparing ourselves to people who are like commending themselves or, like, or we're looking for validation to then say, I'm good enough. And that's what the like the comparison aspect is for, to be like, am I measuring up? Do I have the same amount of followers as this girl? Am I as successful as this girl? Have I had as many boyfriends as this girl? Am I as healthy as this girl? Whatever it might be, we're using other people as a metric and we're using other people to find our worth and to like use as like a stepping stone and being like, oh, okay, well, Taylor... Uh, is, has a, a podcast and so like I'm not doing enough so when I start my side hustle then we're even but basically what this what the scripture is saying is like we are unwise by using each other as metrics of success because the only success and the only place that we can look to to actually see a metric of us succeeding is the Lord and so this was really convicting for me because I was like, holy shoot, like it's just basically saying the entire comparison structure, everything that insecurity is bred on, the whole thing 
the system is broken and the system is wrong. And it's flawed because if we're using each other as the metric of success, like there is no success because there's always going to be someone better because now as we're tying it into like saying you always heard in like biblical comparison, there's always someone better and worse than you. And so if you can never peak in the area of saying, I'm going to be like the most fit girl ever, there's always going to be someone who's fitter than you. But so you'll never be satisfied and you'll never be happy and you'll always be insecure. One. But if we're saying, you know what, today I'm going to be rooted in truth and today, I, I, Lord, give me wisdom. You're looking to the Lord for these things or like, give me like the spiritual gift of like shepherding or I want to like take my metrics and look at my value and compare it to the Bible and see what the Bible says about me and says, see what the Bible says about my worth and my value and all of these things. And all of a sudden you realize that there's not this like, overcompensating tear it's like come to the lord and surrender everything you have and like that's enough isn't that just so refreshing for you to hear it's just like stop doing the climbing because the climbing's exhausting and it never ends it's this never ending ladder i just picture ladder from literally floor to the sun of just climbing and climbing and climbing and climbing and i'm sure all of you are tired so rest in the fact that you were never created to play this game of comparison and that the only thing you should be comparing yourself to is what the Bible says you should be. So take encouragement there. Last scripture is Matthew 6, 19, where it says, Don't lay up for yourselves treasure on earth, where moth and rust destroy and where thieves break in and steal. So everyone knows that verse, you know, if you've like been around Christian community, I sang songs about it in the third grade. Didn't it moths destroy? You know what some you know song I'm talking about? Whatever. Um, I cannot believe I just saying that, but it's just like, same thing. It's just like when you find value in earthly things and you find your worth in earthly metrics of like having abs or being blonde or being the smartest girl or the toughest girl or the most athletic girl, whatever it is, none of that will satisfy. None of that is going to go with you into eternity, but what will go with you into eternity is what characteristics that you've taken up. And what strongholds you've taken in your heart about, like, how you're striving to be a better person than Christ. Christ, <laughs> the Lord does not care if you have abs. The Lord does not care if you're doing the, what's the, that incline walk that everyone does, the 12, 330. The Lord doesn't care if you look good in a bathing suit. The Lord doesn't care if you have a 4.0. The Lord doesn't care if you've had 12 boyfriends. The Lord, like None of these earthly metrics that we've created, or if you have the perfect relationship, or the most, the Lord does not care about your followers. And so this is basically your wake-up call to put down the earthly metrics of essentially evaluating your value and look to the Bible and look to the Lord to determine that for you. And so in general, God doesn't just use you when you're feeling confident. The Lord is going to continue to use you even in your insecurity. So be encouraged. I'm not, you're, you're not going to quick fix your insecurity right now. God knows I'm going to take a lot of this insecurity into tomorrow, right? But be encouraged that you are not bound to this. And he is sovereign enough that he doesn't need you to be perfect to use you. None of us are perfect. We're never going to achieve that. So find comfort in that. And be encouraged by the fact that God used a lot of imperfect people to do incredible things in the Bible. And you can read all about, I mean, literally there's just, tons and so you look at these spiritual giants and almost all of them are flawed and so 
be encouraged that the Lord wants to use you just as you are. It does not matter about all the things that you're insecure about as long as you're striving to be the best person you can be through him. Wow, we just did that. Um, I seriously hope that you guys love this week's episode. Sorry for going on a rant. Sorry for preaching a little, but, um, you know, a lot of that wasn't even on my outline. It's just when the Lord has something to say, he has something to say. And so I love you guys. I hope that you guys are going to have a great week. I hope that you are filled and encouraged by this, um, episode. If you were, please, please, please go down below, give us five stars, leave us a review. It seriously helps a lot. Or send me a DM on Instagram about your personal experience, um, with insecurity. Or if you literally just want to talk, like my DMs are always open. I always want to talk to you. Um, head over to at she's going places podcast on Instagram and we can chat there. Um, in general, I seriously, I love you guys. I hope you have an amazing week and let's go places together. Okay. Bye.